0: Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to the Sunday, December 8th episode of Poets and Muses, where we chat with poets about their inspirations. I'm your host, Imogen A-Rate. You can follow us at poetsandmuses.com and via social media on Instagram, Twitter, as well as SoundCloud, under Poets and Muses. You can also subscribe to our weekly newsletter, either at poetsandmuses.com or at the upper right-hand side of the Poets and Muses SoundCloud page. With us today is Raven Hare, with whom I will be discussing her poem, Social Justice Song, and mine, Diamond Core. Before we do that, however, I am going to go over all the poetry events taking place in the Valley during the week of December 9th. On Monday, December 9th, from 6 to 7.45 p.m., Christy White and the Arizona State Poetry Society will be hosting their Mustang Poets Open Reading and Discussion at the Mustang Library, which is at 10101 North 90th Street in Scottsdale. From 6 to 8 p.m., Collab X and Rinky Dink Press will be hosting the Rinky Dink Press Series 6 launch party at Transam Phoenix, which is at 1506 Grand Avenue in Phoenix. From 6.30 to 8.30 p.m., Patty will be hosting her monthly Poetry Roundtable Workshop at Changing Hands Bookstore in Tempe at 6428 South McClintock Drive. On Tuesday, December 10th, from 6 to 8 p.m., Connect and Heal will be hosting their weekly poetry writing workshop in Room 101 of the Chandler Community Center, which is at 125 East Commonwealth Avenue in Chandler. From 6 to 8.30 p.m., Edgar Ryder will be hosting his writing session and tunnel performance open mic at the Scottsdale Civic Center Library at 3839 North Drinkwater Boulevard in Scottsdale. From 7 to 9 p.m., Arizona Masters of Poetry will be hosting their monthly creative collaborative jam and open mic, this time featuring Jordan Cheney. This will be taking place at the Fairtrade Cafe at 1020 North 1st Avenue in Phoenix. From 8 to 11 p.m., King Kong will be hosting the underground experience at La Flor de Calabaza, which is at 705 North 1st Street, Suite 110 in Phoenix. Signing up to get on the mic starts at 8 p.m. On Wednesday, December 11th, from 5 to 10 p.m., Walt Richardson II will be hosting his Walk-In Wednesday's Open Mic Night at the Tempe Center for the Arts at 700 West Rio Salado Parkway in Tempe. Again, this is a two-part series. From 5 to 6, youth and high schoolers will be performing. From 6 to 10, all other performance will go on. Signing up for the first part starts at 4.45 p.m. Signing up for the second part starts at 5.00. On Thursday, December 12th, from 6 to 9 p.m., Fat Soul's Pizza will be hosting their weekly open mic night at 3131 East Thunderbird Road in Phoenix. From 7 to 9 p.m., Fargo Tabaki will be starring in the first of four performances of My Father, My Martyr, and Me, Post-Colonial Instructions for Loving the Palestinian Body. This will take place at the Helen K. Mason Performance Arts Center Rehearsal Hall, which is at 1333 East Washington Street in Phoenix. From 7 to 9 p.m., Tomas Stanton and the Mesa Arts Center will be hosting their monthly Wordplay Cafe at the Nile, which is at 105 West Main Street in Mesa. Get there by 6.15 to join in the writing performance workshop. From 8 to 11 p.m., Quinton Oney will be hosting his weekly open mic at Jobot Coffee and Bar at 333 East Roosevelt Street in Phoenix. From 9.45 p.m., Atlas St. Cloud will be hosting his weekly poetry writing workshop at the Welcome Diner at 929 East Pierce Street in Phoenix. On Friday, December 13th, from 6.30 to 8 p.m., the Pioneer Museum will be hosting their Night at the Museum Christmas Cowboy Poetry with Tom Weathers. This will be taking place on site at 3901 West Pioneer Road in Phoenix. You can RSVP with JHU at azhs.gov or... Or by calling 928 774 6272. J is spelled J H O U G H at azhs.gov, Arizona History Society.gov. And again, the phone number is 928 774 6272. From 7 to 8.30 p.m., Pina Joseph will be hosting her second Friday poetry and open mic featuring Beate Sigurdata at Changing Hands Bookstore in Tempe, which again is at 6428 South McClintock Drive. From 7 to 9 p.m., Fargo Tabaki will be starring in the second of four performances of My Father, My Martyr, and Me, Post-Colonial Instructions for Loving the Palestinian Body, again at the Helen K. Mason Performing Arts Center Rehearsal Hall at 1333 East Washington Street in Phoenix. On Saturday, December 14, from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m., Anthology will be hosting the 2019 Mesa Book Festival featuring guest Jesse Parent. This will be taking place at the Benedictine University Mesa, which is at 225 East Main Street in Mesa. From 7 to 9 p.m., Fargo Tabaki will be starring in the third of four performances of My Father, My Martyr, and Me, Postcolonial Instructions for Loving the Palestinian Body at the Helen K. Mason Performing Arts Center Rehearsal Hall at 1333 East Washington Street in Phoenix. From 7 to 9.30 p.m., Anahata Yoga Sound and Energy Healing will be hosting Rumi's Wedding Day performances featuring Three Trees' Gabrielle Young and Eric Zhang. This will be taking place on site at 14148 North 10th Street Suite C-130 in Scottsdale. From 7 to 10 p.m., Suzanne Steinberg will be hosting her Share Your Art, Share Your Heart event at the Garage Art Gallery, which is behind the carport at 1536 West Roman Avenue in Phoenix. RSVP at steinberg.suzanne at gmail.com. Again, that's steinberg.suzanne at gmail.com. That's S-T-E-I-N-B-E-R-G. Dot S-U-Z-A-N-N-E at gmail.com. On Sunday, December 15th, from 4.30 to 6.30 p.m., the Piper Center for Creative Writing will be hosting their Piper Writers Studio Showcase at the Fairtrade Cafe, which is at 1020 North 1st Avenue in Phoenix. From 6 to 8 p.m., We Jazz June and Marche Pfister Productions will be hosting their bi-monthly Jazz Meets Poetry, Stanzas for Sinatra. This will be taking place at The Nash at 110 East Roosevelt Street in Phoenix. From 7 to 9 p.m., Fargo Tabaki will be starring in the fourth and last performance of his My Father, My Martyr, and Me, Postcolonial Instructions for Loving the Palestinian Body which will be taking place again at the Helen K. Mason Performing Arts Center Rehearsal Hall at 1333 East Washington Street in Phoenix. And now let us turn to our poet guest of the week, Raven Hare. Hi, Raven Hare. Thank you very much for coming on to Poets and Muses. Thank you very much for having, having me on here. Of course, it's wonderful. So
1: please tell us a little bit about yourself. A little bit about myself, well, I've been songwriting for a while, about 10 years, I guess. I wasn't that great when I first started recording, at singing, or playing instruments, or, or writing words, but over the years, I've done my best with growing in, in that regard. Mm-hmm. I'm told my, my songs are very poetic. Mm-hmm. I have a new album out, it's my fifth one. Right. It's called Alien. Alien. Mm-hmm. That's me where I'm at right now as an artist. Yeah, and you brought with you today a social justice song. Yes. Which
0: really demonstrates that poetic nature of your song lyrics, Mm -hmm. which you read
1: as a poem. I did. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. At, um, yeah. Art of Justice. Art (laughs) of Justice.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I was wondering. Did you always write songs, or were you writing other things before and then transition into songwriting? How did you come about? I mean, you started recording 10 years ago, right?
1: Yeah, just with a laptop and basically a toy keyboard Mm -hmm. writing. No, I didn't really write anything to share. I've always had these technical interests that I would just write about and then not do anything with what I wrote.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and so when I got into writing as a creative thing yeah it was music
0: Mm -hmm. it started
1: out as melodies actually
0: okay so you started with the musical aspect Mm of songwriting first Mm -hmm. yeah the compositions do you study that or is that just something that you always like doing
1: something I've always liked doing I mean the keyboard that I started out using my parents got it for me when I was probably about three or four, maybe five. No, not even oh five God. yet. And so <laughs> I had spent a lot of those years just now and then. I would pull the keyboard out, play a few notes on it and mm-hmm. learn a few simple melodies. Mm-hmm. When the time was right and I had the inspiration to, I started writing my own songs on it.
0: Mm-hmm. When you said you were writing
1: technical things, what did you mean? Like scientific stuff. Right? Oh, good. Okay. Any particular branch science? My interests include chemistry, astronomy, physics, the way the senses work,
0: okay, things like that. It is interesting, isn't it? The the way that our perception work, and or how much yeah. we rely on that, but they kind of fool us, and we don't
1: yeah know it or are uh-huh. not as aware of it as we should be we're as aware of it as as we have to be really for our day-to-day lives
0: right right we don't realize how much our brains do interpolation for us yeah and sometimes things can go very wrong
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah like it's sort of our... like where prejudice comes from right yes yeah so it, yeah and and that's also something that's taught.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because, you know, it, when it's reinforced over and over again. Because we learn by example a lot of the mm-hmm. time. So. Mm-hmm. Which kind of leads us to your social justice song. So if you want to yeah. read that for us,
1: yeah, we can talk I'd, about it after. Oh, I do have to expand on one of my early answers. I took voice class. Mm-hmm classical singing at community college and I took a semester of piano oh. so I have studied a little bit like, <laughs> formally <laughs> yeah if you're ready for me to, to read yeah yeah sure social justice song or in in this form I guess social justice poem it could be social justice poem <laughs> so much waking up the decades have brought lately intersectionality has taught that different is okay it's okay We're all different, and that's okay. There's as many ways to be a person as people there be, and it takes a lot of courage to fall far from the tree. Sisters and misters may not the same be, but here's one thing we've got. In your chest beats a heart that feels and is emotional, just like mine. You just have to listen. I can't believe that we still have to stand up. I can't believe that we still have to speak out. Don't you think it's a waste to objectify so many wonderful minds? It's the 21st century, for fuck's sake. Haven't we risen above past mistakes? Not completely, no, not completely. There's so much more progress to make. In my head thinks a brain that knows and is capable, just like yours. You just have to listen. Even though, even though you are called man and I am called woman, We are made of the same, same stuff. We are sentient humans. To all the women in this world, this poem is every bit as much yours as it is mine. And if you have any intersectional identity, the refrain is adaptable. Even though, even though you are called straight and I am called bi, we are made of the same, same stuff. We're people, you and I. Even though, even though you are called cis and I am called trans, we are made of the same, same stuff. We are sentient humans. Even though you are called neurotypical and I am called autistic, we are made of the same, same stuff. Let's be synergistic. And In the song version, they have sing-along. And even though, even though you are called blank and I am called blank, And so that's for the listener to fill in as they're singing along. Cool. Very adaptable. (laughs) Thank you. I appreciate that.
0: Is this typical of what you usually write? Or are your
1: song subjects basically run the gamut? Kind of a gamut. I mean, this is one of the most activist songs that I've ever written. Mm -hmm. I write a lot about apparently time, weather. (laughs) Yeah, I've got a song in my album about uh, thunderstorms. I've got one about... Being a musician, well, it starts out as I'm working in an office, so it tells a story. Mm-hmm. And in the last part of the song, it's revealed that I'm in a band and we're headed for a music festival to play. Mm-hmm. And the person I'm singing the song to is up on the stage already playing. Right. I've got songs about science. I've got a lot of love songs, a lot of unrequited love songs.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, you write about what you know. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, I know that feeling. I know that feeling. <laughs> uh, yeah. Sadly, it's such a common thing in this world. It really is. It's hard mm-hmm. to find the right match. It really is. Yeah. There's definitely a lot of times where we're just like, what's going on? What's going on? Fortunately for us, we have outlets for that. We can write songs or poems yeah. about them. So Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so for this particular poem, mm-hmm. what made you decide to write it? Good question.
1: I wrote the chorus first. Mm. At first, that was the entire song. It was the In Your Chest Beats a Heart That Feels. Then it was In My Head Thinks a Brain That Knows. Then it was Even Though, Even Though, Called Man. And then I just added so much to it. Mm. I think. My experiences of uh, I work in uh, what's called a male dominated field. Mm. Even doing my creativity, doing music, I've found that that's still pretty male dominated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of outward facing roles are mm. still for some reason. Except a lot of times the lead singer is only expected to be if, if the lead singer is a woman, she's only expected to sing She's only expected to dance, be pretty And mm-hmm. it's like, we can do so much more than that Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and dress in the sexy outfit So oh. she's <laughs> a manuel, basically. <laughs> Yeah. basically I have found that there's an expectation that we won't be competent at the technical side of things mm-hmm. And we can be yeah,
0: absolutely. NASA is built on
1: yeah. <laughs> women's work. <laughs> they they're about to do a spacewalk that's all women.
0: Yes, yes. I thought that happened already. It was And, and they have. I read some article. I was very excited since they yeah. delayed that for like what, half a year or something because oh, they had well, I'm been, not surprised. Supposedly they had the wrong size. Well, there is an article, Atlantic article explaining why that's so complicated, much more complicated than we think. I okay. unfortunately didn't get a chance to read that yet, so I have to go back and Google it. Mm-hmm. And so now they finally have the right sides women mm-hmm. two women. So I'm looking forward to reading up news on that because it's yeah, about time. time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the first time was what? Was it '69? They went to the moon. Yep. Yeah, July 20th. Yeah, because they just it's celebrated 69. the 50th. I know. Okay. Yeah, and it's 50 years later that yeah. the women get to walk outside. Uh,
1: it's, yeah, two women. Yeah. Congratulations! Woohoo! Yeah. about no time. Raising awareness and and doing things to help women get into STEM fields.
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
1: Uh, there's the hashtag Women in STEM. Right. I think it's not the recruiting or even because
0: years ago there were a lot of complaints about pipeline there's not enough women studying mathematics whatever there's attrition but Mm -hmm. there's attrition in the field as well right there's a lot of yeah gender based harassment and discrimination that basically push the women out and it's not necessarily that they don't want to go in but they don't want to have to deal with
1: this on top of everything else there's toxic environments out there Mm -hmm. and I'm fortunate where i am professionally but there are environments that are not so good and
0: mm.
1: yeah i can understand
0: yeah since me too especially there's been so many articles i mean from so many different fields Period. it mm-hmm. just runs again and latest was the placido domingo and um, of course yeah. new york has a metropolitan office decision to say oh it's nothing <laughs> <Right>. and, <laughs> just like okay uh, how many women i mean even if it's <laughs> just one
1: it's still one too many. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah, <laughs> uh, he
1: stepped down, didn't he? I don't know actually, down.
0: because I remember the. I think it was the director of the Met was saying, "Oh, it was not a legitimate thing because oh. because New York Times didn't cover it." Oh, I was like, "What?" Because it was the AP, Associated Press, is um, a very well known, well established yeah. news outlet from which many other news agencies as more well-known source from. Mm -hmm. So for him to say something like, oh, an AP article is not a big deal. He's just being a complete ostrich. Yes,
1: yes, (laughs) Yes. he is. Yeah,
0: which is so, so frustrating. Anyway, going back to your poem, though, (laughs) do you have in mind any specific incidents or observances that Um, drove you to
1: like expand on the original i can think of some yeah one incident that i remember well i was in a musical instrument store mm-hmm. it's a big chain store i lived there with my roommate at the time mm-hmm. i was looking to pick up a drum kit mm-hmm. that we were going to use in our practice and in some of our performances because we were in a band together Mm -hmm. We're in the store, and I'm asking the employee of the store, who was a guy, I'm asking him questions about the drum equipment Mm -hmm. and things like what heads would I use. And he's directing the answers to my questions to my, at the time, roommate. (laughs) And he's just standing there, jogging, shaking his head, like, I don't know, because I was the one with the income, and I was the one with the spending money to decide what I wanted. Right. And I was the one making albums. And and you were the one asking the question. And I was the one asking the question, <laughs> most importantly of all. And so I should have said to the salesman, I should have said to him, hey, I'm over here. I'm, I'm waving. Hey, I'm over here. <laughs> so, so that's one incident that happened.
0: Wow.
1: Wait, did you end up buying the drunkard there or? You go somewhere else. I did buy there. Mm. I didn't really know where else to go, and I I know there's independent shops, and I should be buying from them. Mm. I'm sure they'll be a lot better with customer service.
0: (laughs) Hopefully, (laughs) one never
1: knows. You know, it's hopefully, yeah. I do like the selection of the large store,
0: yeah. That's their advantage, right? Yeah, it's always that they have, yeah, they're able
1: to source from a lot of suppliers, a lot of manufacturers, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, it kind of sucks. It does,
1: to not be believed like that. There's
0: a lot of that sort of like from growing up even just from when we were born (laughs) until the day Mm -hmm. we die. There is just a lot of that, a lot of reinforcement of that.
1: Yeah. Sometimes from family as well. Sometimes. And I know that my growing up was different for most women, but I feel like I've gotten to observe the gender continuum, the, quote, binary, unquote, as it were, which is not the whole story. No. But I feel like I've gotten to observe it from both ends, but... Never completely because, I mean, I tried for 23 years because Mm -hmm. I was taught to be a boy or a guy, and I couldn't do it. Mm -hmm. And people could tell that I wasn't, like strangers could tell that I wasn't really succeeding at that Mm
0: -hmm. mask.
1: It was a mask. Mm -hmm. So that was difficult as far as safety. I didn't feel safe. Mm -hmm. And I'm six foot, and I still didn't feel safe. And there are times I still don't feel safe.
0: Mm-hmm. Do you feel like th- there is a difference in how unsafe you feel between before? your transition and after your transition? In different ways,
1: yeah, because now I feel that I have the freedom to be feminine in different ways, like posture, which I I should be more feminine with. (laughs) I'd like to be more feminine with it. Manner of speaking, body language, clothing, naturally. That's one of the best parts, I think. (laughs) (laughs) I, I think women do have a lot more
0: choices. We have a lot more range to play with. Yes, yeah. You win some, you lose some. I mean, for yeah, for me, though, you lose a lot <laughs> just because of the way that society is shaped. Yes,
1: and <laughs> muscle tone goes away when you take anti or when you no longer have the source of the androgen, the testosterone. Mm-hmm. Being perceived as a woman means that there have been times when men who are strangers to me mm-hmm. have done or said things that I felt unsafe. Mm-mm-mm. And if a stranger sees me and identifies me as trans, then that's another safety thing that I don't know how to account for.
0: Yeah. In transgender people face a lot more incidents of violence. Yeah. People don't really know how to deal with it. It's only been recent, what, the last 10 years that we're dealing with this as, as a thing that happens that is normal, that mm-hmm. occurs
1: that mm-hmm. so we understand it. And a lot of people still don't get that. And I never know if a stranger is going to be accepting or bigoted. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you find that there is a correlation with political leanings? Or? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There is. I find that, especially on the internet, where on social media, where everybody feels they can just speak their mind, I found that the people who are most strongly bigoted and most openly bigoted tend to be the flag wave and gun toting conservatives. And not every conservative is bigoted and not every liberal is accepting. But I do see a correlation. Mm-mm-mm. So an overall correlation, but not necessarily in
0: individual cases, right?
1: Exactly. Right.
0: Yeah. These people, they have different experiences. And, and yeah. it, it's strange sometimes when you meet a conservative who is very mm-hmm. accepting of certain people, certain demographics of people, and you're like, Huh?
1: Yeah. it's nice it's, it's an unexpected yeah. surprise yeah and, yeah yeah and I appreciate that yeah <laughs> yeah and then
0: also the opposite you're like and it hurts more right when you see somebody
1: who's a liberal yeah. <laughs> who's like oh my god my heart
0: just yeah, breaks it's so like, hard I,
1: I thought I could trust you but I shouldn't generalize <laughs> yeah yeah exactly yeah. it's
0: interesting how, how that breaks our own sort of preconceptions so yeah, people are. Ah, oh, it's so frustrating this, that you have to go through. I was wondering. I'm, I'm glad you brought it up. When you transitioned in. Depend- in my 20s. Yeah, yeah, because, you know, depending on when you do, your perception of, or your experience from either gender will be different. And sometimes, yeah, I feel like you have a good chunk of experience from either, yeah, through leaning of the spectrum.
1: Yeah, and there's processes that go on biologically through adulthood. So people who transition later in life, their bodies have had more time to masculinize like, physically. Mm-hmm. And I can only speak for myself, but I I know dysphoria is a common thing that even the residual physical attributes I have, my shoulder width, my shape from behind, got a a bit of a brow ridge, those are distressing Mm -hmm. because dysphoria, well, it's the opposite of euphoria. So it's like, I don't want to have that attribute. And I want to look more physiologically female. I want to sound, I mean, I never had to really change my speaking voice.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: I've always spoken like this, but I'm fighting it every time I talk because it wants to be way down in the bass range. Right. I'm not (laughs) kidding. I could sing bass if I wanted to. I'm not (laughs) going (laughs) to. But that
0: is part of you as an individual, right? It's the spectrum of who you are. And in some ways, you are lucky that you have such range.
1: Yeah. And I know that the physical attributes are mine too. It's just, I don't feel that they're congruent with my identity, but they are my attributes. So it's like, is this me? No, but, but the, uh, it's mine, but yeah. <laughs> I think even
0: cisgender women deal with that because again, it's sort of like what you said about women who front bands, there is an expectation of a certain look because Mm-hmm. We now live in a screen-dominated world. Yeah. So it's always play to the screen, play to how other people look at it. And then this idealized version of what's female, what's male. Mm-hmm. And I always wonder, with both, though they're very different, transsexuals as well as transvestites, what is your idealized version of being a woman? Why are you going after that? Is that part of a societally instilled stereotype? I mean, the same question goes for cisgender women, too. Okay. <laughs> you know, okay. really? Yeah.
1: Um, when, I, when I first came out as trans, you know, the word transsexual was current terminology. Mm-hmm. Yes, we're very different from cross-dressers or used to, used to be called to TVs. But when I came out and when I began exploring the clothing, the presentation, I. Started growing my hair long. I had some makeup that I didn't know how to use. <laughs> and exploring what does this mean socially and interpersonally? What does this mean and how you supposed to behave? Because I did feel a lot of expectation to behave the quote, correct, unquote way. Mm-hmm. And then observing women, both cis and trans, I began to realize that there are as many ways to be a woman as there are women. Mm-hmm. And so in my poem and in my song, I have that line there's as many ways to be a person as people there be. Yeah. Because that's generalized to everyone. Right. That's not yeah. specific to a gender, but it's also true of the genders.
0: Yeah. And because there's such a gender gap in perception, I feel like mm-hmm. we don't notice it as much the, the intra gender differences that a woman, whether you're cis or trans, you can have big shoulders and you can have a certain shape, but you don't have to be a Botticelli. You don't have to be oh. a Venus de Milo. You don't have to uh-huh. be a or You don't have yeah. to be all of these iconographic images of what women are supposed to be. You don't have yeah. to be any of those things because our shapes are dependent on the hormonal levels, and we have, and yeah. that's very individual and also environmentally driven. So there's a lot of tweaking to do so it's always interesting mm-hmm. for me because i wonder i don't know if i'm using uh-huh. the right terminology but in terms of mm-hmm. i feel like cisgender women have more of freedom because we are born that way so we're kind of just like eh, we can we can buck the trend whereas if you're I'm trans sure the same way yeah Yeah, you're sort of like because you want to have this you want to be recognized as a woman because that's the way you feel it right that's Mm when you're just like i'm not what societal deems as male i'm somewhere else on the spectrum and we don't Mm -hmm. because we don't recognize as a spectrum or we Mm -hmm. don't it's not automatically in our mind that it's a spectrum that you know there's Mm -hmm. so much more expectation both from transgender people themselves, as well as society yeah. in general. We internalize it. Yeah. Why can't a transgender woman go without makeup? I'm not I mean, wearing makeup. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So I I always wondered about this, like, what mm-hmm. image are you shooting for? Obviously, it's going to be different depending on the person I'm speaking with. Yeah.
1: So. Yeah, I, I do find that there are things that I can't get away with that cisgender women basically can't usually I think Like i can't think of examples but i I do know that i felt that way Mm. maybe i'll write a song poem about it (laughs) probably cool yeah yeah
0: yeah. i I think it's interesting both to explore the similarities and the differences right and Mm -hmm. one of the things that i don't feel like scientific research has done enough of is looking at the intra gender differences Okay. emphasis is yeah. always intergender.
1: Yeah.
0: And that, again, reinforces that stereotype. It's like, oh, women have to be that, men have to be that.
1: I'm like, oh, not really. <laughs> and and if you look at the, the ranges of each of the two cisgender genders, you find in a lot of metrics they'll overlap.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And so that's where, that, originally I was going to call my, my song Not That Different. Mm-hmm. but I had to allow for people are different and it's okay to be different and nevertheless we're made of the same stuff and I do feel like it's a perception that I feel like the genders are treated as being made of different stuff. Yeah, that book, which is so damn popular,
0: at least the title of it, um, is. Yeah. <laughs> it's so ingrained in some ways that concept. Mm-hmm. And I think that's sort of what informs the guy at the drum store who's like, "Oh my gosh, it's females. You can't possibly understand this technical <laughs> stuff. Jeez, yeah." yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. I probably know more than he does. I just didn't know about specific things, You're right?
0: Like you don't know what Bram offers, what a particular yeah. brand might offer, right? Like
1: yeah. Um, but if you ask me about frequencies, to boost in the EQ and the uh, <laughs> in the recording, the mixing, if you ask me about um, different time signatures, or yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And I think I feel like as women, sometimes we have to like default. Uh, to technical talk to sort of like demonstrate that exactly that competency yes uh, we're like and here are a bunch of four syllable words <laughs> uh-huh.
1: <laughs> you know mm-hmm. three or above syllable words there there you go <laughs> I find that I find that probably doubly so being on the spectrum because I don't really think quickly. Mm-hmm. And I don't always have the words right away for the thought that I'm trying to express. Mm -hmm. As I say, thinking in pictures, but it's also, for me, half of the time, about half the time, it's thinking in pictures. And about half the time, it's just pure concepts. And I might get a sentence fragment with it Mm -hmm. or an incorrect word that I have to stop and think, no, that means something different. Change that to a different to a better word, and so it's like I don't know if I sound. I assume I probably sound all spaced out a lot. Well, I have I have heard myself talk,
0: mm-hmm,
1: and mm-hmm. I have a tendency to sound spacey and like I don't know what I'm talking about. But the concepts are there, and so right. it's it's a pressure to it's a pressure to bring out the the more technical parts of my knowledge. And I had to learn that at an early age. Mm-hmm. Most people don't want to hear all this information about a narrow subject.
0: No, no,
1: people don't. Unfortunately, they're not. That, yeah. they're not that curious. <laughs> Unfortunately, they should be. Um, and it never made sense to me. Like, why don't you want to know about the taxonomy of, of a specific group of animals? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why don't you want to go down that rabbit hole with me? Uh-huh. <laughs> it's so
0: much fun, and uh-huh. you know, you you might I. You might use them later. You never know.
1: Or, or the colors you see through a prism or a diffraction grating when you're making sparks with different metals. And mm-hmm. Someone said to me, oh, that sounds really boring. And I thought, what?
0: <laughs> Ew. Ew. <laughs> How can that be boring?
1: <laughs> but I just had to learn to accept that to most people it is somehow. <laughs> I know. It's, it's
0: hard. I know. I'm, I'm similar. There was an article, ironically, it was the last transgender woman that uh-huh. i interviewed
1: uh-huh. uh one
0: of the poems that i read with her was i alone and because the poem contains sparkles i was looking to uh, make a graphic of an uh, excerpt of that Ooh. poem so i was looking up sparkles and i found this kind of awesome new york times article on different sparkles and how uh-huh. they're made of different stuff and like
1: yeah you should I want to be you send it to me <laughs> it's, it's on my Instagram you can oh, you can look okay. at it yeah I want to know what kind of plastic or what kind of yeah. metal different different
0: types it's amazing sort of it's amazing you can uh-huh. you can uh, just I alone it's further down on my Instagram
1: you can just cool. scroll yeah, yeah. I, I know you all love it <laughs> <laughs> yeah um Yeah, material science, that's another interest.
0: (laughs) It is, it is, because a lot of time we have no idea about our surroundings and what makes our surroundings, how that Mm affects us. And it's very important to really understand that, especially now that we're emphasizing so much on sort of, uh, you know, like sustainable living. Yeah. Yeah. It's very important to to know these things. Mm -hmm. Anyway. Let's not go down that rabbit hole just, just for our recording sake. Okay. Though <laughs> so, so we could do that offline, certainly. Um, oh, yeah. So it's it's actually because of this subject that we talked about, how we're different but we're also the same. Mm-hmm. That I chose my poem.
1: I know <laughs> it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When I was reading it, I, I thought, okay, I know exactly why you why you chose this. That's awesome. That's awesome. So I'm going to
0: read that now. So it's called Diamond Cord, which is shiny and sparkly. Ooh, <laughs> yay, Diamond Cord. Oh, brother, please don't jab prejudice into your eyes because, because ego needs you to drive blind. You claim women are in mystery, so why turn your back when we speak, when we give you on open palms the answers to this poset riddle? Perhaps you are the one who needs to keep secrets. You tell us we're all one thing because that's the reflection you believe. Please don't reduce your complexity. Don't grind down your facets by sanding away our edges. We are molded from the same clay. Though I see in you the beauty you refuse to acknowledge, I cannot bring to light that diamond core you choose to keep buried and unpolished. Maybe if you leave my brilliance to flourish, you catch the sunbeams dancing joyously through my multiple dimensions and let this jovial mirth contagious infect you with laughter, tickled by radiating photonics, bouncing, refracting in auroral diffusion. I just realized while reading this there's some material science in that yeah yeah there is <laughs> I forgot.
1: actually one of the one of the first things to come to mind when i read that so i think i might know the answer to this but you know just in case because I'd, I'd like to to hear all the detail about it mm-hmm. what does the diamond core represent It's both
0: about sort of like what we don't unearth in ourselves, this beautiful, valuable gem of a soul that we have. Uh-huh. that we don't necessarily know exists, that okay. we might not be able to find or we might not have the tool to polish or cut to bring out all the brilliance that there is because you know the diamonds that we see on the market so different from the actual diamond that you see um, I think mm-hmm. most people probably won't recognize royal diamonds if they came across them yeah so it it's it's sort of it's sort of that, but I didn't really think about too much of, about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't think about it specifically when I wrote it, but you know it has that
1: connotation to it, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I think that's that's really really cool and really beautiful. It's true we We do have every human has I would even say every every vertebrate has has this, but humans especially this valuable essence to to us because we have our personalities Mm -hmm. and we have we have all of our experiences and everything we know yeah i mean i'd argue
0: just every every being every Mm -hmm. like even this table yeah you know it has it has uh but it doesn't have the ability to manifest itself i feel like not just humans but Uh, since we're talking about humans we have this ability to sort of manifest to choose our path Mm -hmm. consciously to say well actually I want this aspect of me to shine through Mm -hmm. and then then when we don't know or when we don't have the time to know we don't know what part of us we're showing (laughs) actually so it's it's really that's a good point yeah it, it? it's really mm-hmm. interesting that sometimes we inadvertently convey messages that we don't necessarily consciously want to convey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that happens a lot. Yeah, yeah, it's true. And, you know, part, partly is because of, you know, the, you don't know what the receiver is. Because we're, we're like okay. very bad at tuning, <laughs> we're, <laughs> we're imperfect mach- machines. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. We're imperfect at tuning. We're we're so influenced by our own experiences as we should be, right? Mm-hmm. At the same time, it also distorts what we're receiving. It truly does. Yeah, and the same as the transmitting part of us, the people who are sending our messages, we might want to say something, but we end up saying something else with because we mm-hmm. don't just communicate on the verbal level. So. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's really and it goes back to so you're you were talking about the choice of clothing and, and mm-hmm. you know hair um, after you transitioned consciously thinking
1: about how to what is feminine how to yeah. feminize yeah you know all of these things and there's there's nonverbal communication there's um, there's layers to meanings of words there's mm-hmm. connotations
0: mm-hmm. and everybody has a different different slightly different definition of what something means
1: yes (laughs)
0: yeah i think there was an article uh Mm -hmm. um oh god years ago there was an article on what something like a lot a little frequently probably those means to individual people
1: yeah yeah they they have
0: pretty fuzzy meanings they do they do i mean you know like talking about clothing Mm-hmm. each brand will have different measurements mm-hmm. each each stylist each designer will have in their concept different slightly different measurements for a certain size mm-hmm.
1: that's
0: why you, you always have to try on things yep. <laughs> Yeah.
1: Yeah. some things won't have the right shape some yeah. things won't be well for me long enough um, <laughs> for
0: me too long Yeah. short enough yeah I love capris. Other people's capris really because they're them. because they're like they're like pants. Yeah, <laughs> they're pants to me. <laughs> so I love the when capris are in.
1: <laughs> I think I think this shirt I have on is technically a dress. A dress. It comes yeah. down well past my hips. Yeah. Well, to me, it's a shirt because because yes. i tall. It um, would be a dress for me. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think what what you're saying about the people's the receivers of communication are um oh now I'm spacing on the on the word you use. They're mm-hmm. they're influenced by they're distorted. Yes. I would say that both the transmission and the, the transmitter and the receiver are yeah, distorted.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're it's kinda of amazing. I, I feel like with all these glitches that we have, it's kinda of amazing that we ever kinda of get along. <laughs> we <can> ever <laughs> understand each other to the degree that we do because there are just so many probabilities
1: for error mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so, I I think it's a matter of, of forming social connections, friendship bonds, professional networking connections with others who have similar distortions on mm-hmm. their transmitters and receivers. That's that's what I think.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean it's I, th- I think it's really important that we do that, right? At the same time, mm-hmm. that, sort of finding your... There's something, something spirit. Kindred. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Finding your kindred spirit has a downside to it as well. And then go, go back to, again, the sort of prejudice. And it comes out in the social media age, right? Because it's an echo chamber. Chambers. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Because... Yeah because we found those people but we just we're just like this is it we're happy we, we're not gonna look out anymore yeah <laughs> so it's always a double-edged sword right and it's really difficult to well if you think about it most people don't think about it which is actually for i guess it's a good thing in some ways
1: because of mm-hmm. the world the world that would grind to a stop <laughs> Yeah, and on social media, um, it's it's good to it's good to listen. I think to listen to the other side because sometimes there are other point there. There's always other points of view, but lately I've just seen so much so much hate on yeah. social media.
0: Yeah, that's the problem is that if we can just talk with each other, right? Because everybody has a um, slightly different experience in life. And yeah. I think if we listen to each other, maybe we can come to agreements, come to understandings, and then maybe mm-hmm. start to find solutions rather than just yell at each other and yeah. now listen. And I think that's the hardest part having conversations on social media with strangers who are just convinced and you're as convinced mm-hmm. that you're both right and there's no other way of going about it and yeah that sort of goes back to the beginning of, of our conversation when we talked uh, about just uh, that happens to me all the time <laughs> you're, you're <in> company. <laughs> good yeah no when you're talking about that i was like yeah i understand that because i think like the way that our u.s anyway um society expect, expectation have been shaped is that we want people who are eloquent who are fast and we value both fast and good, but you, most of the time you can't have both.
1: Yeah, it's kind of like how a, a machine can do one thing really well or a lot of things, so so. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and we're definitely that. Yeah. <laughs> I did have one, not that long ago, a year or two, civil conversation. Mm-hmm. With someone of the opposite political persuasion on one specific issue, oh, the issue was was actually gun control, mm. and he and I mutually, uh, on our own, independently, decided to approach the conversation civilly as a debate, mm-hmm. to back up our claims with sources.
0: Mm-hmm. What we
1: discovered was that we couldn't agree on each other's sources. Mm. and so every every site that that he linked to I looked up and said well this doesn't seem to be reliable and every every site that I sent him he said that's biased too yeah 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 there
0: there is a lot of that I mean I think I think I mean you guys still went far right pretty far in terms of at least having a conversation, at least yes. deciding to be civil and try to listen. And it, it's unfortunate that you can't find sources, common and resources yeah. information, which is so sad because going back to my point like a few minutes ago is yeah. um, the beginning of the conversation where I was talking about how we have these reinforcements Yes, and, and mm-hmm. we re- reinforce what we believe already and we're not aware of that and that's... One of the problems is that it's not <clears throat> as common knowledge as it should be that we go around already with concepts in mind that we go around looking for uh, proofs of that, mm-hmm. or, or
1: mm-hmm. reinforcements. To it's another know. distortion on the receiver
0: yeah 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 so so we just so it's kind of hard to have that conversation i mean i remember having a conversation recently with uh, a fellow I uh, guess the about Al franken okay <laughs> and, and it was several people but mainly this one person we just kept having this conversation where she just insisted on believing that I mean, we both agreed on the point that it should have been investigated and Congress should have done the investigation, Mm -hmm. but we didn't agree on severity of things and whether or not to believe certain aspects. And also there was a, I was just thinking about it the other day because there were some other people who joined the conversation where they were like, oh, the main person's story was disproved. And I was just like, what do you mean the main person? You mean the person who got covered the most? They're not the main person they just got covered the most mm-hmm. because we're each victim is an individual victim and they're yeah. what happened to them is just as devastating to each person right so yeah what what, what do you mean by main person because there were so mm-hmm. there were at least like seven or eight accusers so I was just like it didn't it didn't make any sense you know I feel like we are still in many ways stuck to the very medieval concept of, you know, how in medieval paintings, they will make larger images of important people. Yeah. And we're still doing that more conceptually, but we're still, the people who get more coverage are considered more important,
1: even though they're not necessarily, you know. That's been going on since ancient times. That's documented in 1,500 years BCE,
0: Mm -hmm. even.
1: Yeah, just this, this this idea of
0: popularity makes right kind of thing. Like, yeah. my God, that's frightening. That's frightening.
1: Why do we do this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, because we all have that. That we all have that diamond core. We're all important.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. We have this this amazing. We are amazing beings. Each one of us, even. Even the most annoying people to us, and they're still amazing in their own way, they have their special talents, mm-hmm. they might not be using it for societal good. Still, yeah, you know, it's sometimes you're just like, oh, I like, I could just direct this. It's sort of like having a death ray, and you just want it pointed somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the actually the first question I thought of when I read your poem was and this might be a, an obvious answer I don't know mm-hmm. is why diamonds?
0: When I was writing it I sort of became very self-conscious I was like oh we're women we're talking about diamonds and you know you have that both Madonna and Marilyn Monroe making sort of having that gold digger image with mm-hmm. diamonds are a girl's best friend kind of mm-hmm. and I felt kind of self-conscious at the same time you know, diamonds are you know it known or at least marketed as the most indestructible, the 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 most valuable because it's rare, even though it's not actually rare. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's a lot of misconceptions, and in some ways, we are like that too, right? Because mm-hmm. there's seven, eight, almost eight now almost a billion, eight billion of oh. us. So you know, we're at, we're very common as a species. Yeah, we yeah. are. Yeah, at the same time, individually, we are very unique. Mm-hmm. Despite sharing like ninety nine point nine percent of genetic similarities, it's like mm-hmm. insane that just like point one. Is it point zero something? I have some article in one of the uh, one of the. It's a very small percentage. Yeah, yeah. It's very small percentage, which is makes it amazing. At the same time you also know that the entire entire pool of genes must be so large that even a tiny
1: mm-hmm. percentage is in actual numbers is huge. There is, I think, 3 billion base pairs in God. our DNA. God. So out of that fraction of a percent, that's still a very large number. And then when you take every possible combination, yeah, there's way more possible combinations than there are people who've ever lived.
0: Yes, and also they're, they're not even talking about
1: the microbiome. That's true.
0: Yeah, which is totally like like we have, we are symbiotic beings
1: yeah
0: that is being explored finally and that could dramatically change our our makeup i guess genetic makeup it's kind of crazy Uh, of course none of us will like the idea of having some gut material (laughs) driving (laughs) (laughs) driving every decision we make nobody will like that but uh,
1: no pretty much that
0: hmm.
1: no i don't think i don't think our well well we have um idioms like I have a gut feeling but I don't I don't think our microbiomes are driving our behavior necessarily gosh I hope's there been articles about that they
0: yeah they keep talking about every time they do more research they're uh-huh. like okay uh, you're, you're thin you know like they they do fecal <laughs> like uh, yeah, place and yeah, they're basically saying eating yeah so. eating habits could be driven by these microbes in your gut and mm-hmm. and you can do a, a eco trans fecal transplant and now hopefully less discussing in the future <laughs> <Hopefully>. <laughs> um that that will just without too much uh physical invasion you can change mm-hmm. your behavior and they're talking about a lot of behavior i mean like it's a huge branch of science now and i gotta wow. go back and reading yeah, yeah there was an exhibit at the um New York Museum of Natural History which I missed <laughs> Yeah, hopefully it'll come to Phoenix and um, yeah it's really it's really interesting. Um, a lot of studies on that. So and he's like oh, okay so
1: yeah
0: we can't we can sort of let go of this free will. <laughs> in some ways it's comforting right? because you're like, oh, I didn't uh, do it's that. Not my fault. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I didn't do that. My microbiome did it. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know if that's satisfy satisfactorily <laughs> answers your
1: question. <laughs> oh. Oh. Um, um, no, it's okay. I mean, I was wondering if it's diamond because so, like you said, that it's. That diamonds are known for being hard. I think they're still the hardest substance known. Mm-hmm. And so when, when I read that, I interpreted that as strength, like inner strength.
0: Yeah, yeah. There's definitely that aspect. I mean, there's a lot of it that's very positive about diamonds. So mm-hmm. you know, if we can disassociate it with <laughs> women,
1: <laughs> the
0: gender, yeah. or the gender economic dynamics.
1: Yeah. yeah. Because you do, you do say that the, the men have diamonds and diamond cores too.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and I want
1: I in a way,
0: whenever I write, I try to break some known stereotypes. And that's
1: good. <laughs> That's good. I might take um, inspiration from that. <laughs> Thank
0: you. I think your mm-hmm. your song poem does that. I think it's awesome. awesome. Really, because it, you know, it's sort of, you don't mention that you're transgender gender until later. In a way, mm-hmm. it sort of humanizes people first and then say, and and then introduce yeah. the differences. And then, you know, I feel like when you introduce that later, when you first humanize the characters, mm-hmm.
1: the people accept that the difference is much better it makes sense and diamonds too are carbon and we're largely carbon yeah yeah so humans and diamonds may not be made of the exact same stuff but but there's one thing we've got <laughs> yeah
0: yeah exactly
1: i mean yeah we're, just, we're all made of similar elements and just rearranged, rearranged. Yeah, we're all, we're all made of DNA, the same four base pairs, the same 20 amino acids, plus a couple of accessory modifications, mm-hmm. the same minerals, the same, all of the, these vitamin-type molecules and different things. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. So there's so many. So I, I want people to think about that, to think about. And, and to yeah. not, you know, you talked about in, in your lyrics and lines that it takes courage to fall, fall far from the tree
1: yes yeah
0: it also takes a lot of effort yes it does <laughs> you
1: know, and uh, there there are people who are who are who are raised, raised well and, and don't have to don't have to unlearn a lot of things mm-hmm. from their upbringing and oh, yeah, yeah. but um, <laughs> for those of us who do it, it takes effort it takes courage
0: mm-hmm yeah yeah it's it's always hard I don't know I haven't met so many people I mean there there are people who are you know like they grow up in loving families and they mm-hmm. grow up in more more than loving because people love in all kinds of ways and sometimes very yeah
1: very you know, yeah. messed up ways um, that's true that's true I mean my upbringing was loving it was yeah. that <laughs>
0: you yes, know but some people they're lucky in that they grow up in very very supportive environment and but that in itself is limiting in some ways because then they don't really understand it takes them extra effort to understand what it is to have to struggle to just to be on a par with them because you
1: don't come from a supportive
0: environment
1: I'm actually lucky in that regard. My immediate family, my parents were okay with my, when there was, my transition was, uh, was a positive and they, they've always been accepting of that. and good yeah and one my, less thing to worry about yeah and and my um trying to decide what what genders do I want to date and now his life's changing my mind back and forth for mm-hmm. years and years and then after coming out but then I have more distant relatives who don't accept me at all mm-hmm. and that's that's painful it is. Yeah, it is when they don't support you. They're like, you mm-hmm. must
0: live in the concept yeah. that I constructed for you. you must- I, I
1: refuse to do that. So. <laughs> you
0: should. It's, we don't yeah. live in their
1: minds. <laughs> right? I mean, <laughs> I'd like to have a sister again someday, but as long as she doesn't accept me as her sister,
0: um, I don't accept
1: her. So I'm sorry. Thank you. That's why I, I feel
0: like a lot of people who come from supportive families, they... Sometimes mm-hmm. don't understand what it is to despise your family because they don't accept you. They think somehow you're not doing enough and and that can be very
1: frustrating and very emotionally painful.
0: yeah yeah because you constantly feel like you constantly have to prove yourself
1: yeah yeah
0: somehow you're, you're
1: you've been relegated mm-hmm. to the role of a liar like by default. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's toxic, and mm-hmm. when people come out as LGBTQ+, plus and are not accepted by their families, and are rejected, and they have to break off contact a lot of times, and I feel so bad that they have to do that, but who in their right mind disowns their, or refuses to accept their kid for being gay or trans? Mm. Or their sibling, or their or their parent, I mean, any family member.
0: Yeah, I think we have to look at it in the way that, like, is there somebody we would not accept in our lives? And we sort of have to say, oh, this is how they think of us. Yeah. Which is sad from our own perspective. At the same time, Mm -hmm. it gives us some understanding of how this is their heart limit. And you're like, okay, it's sad. I mean, I want you to be
1: in my life, but I... Mm-hmm. you have to respect that that's your heart limit yeah and i mean if if someone i'm related to holds this belief that i'm a guy unchangeably and then they then they don't know me yeah they don't have the real me in their mind yeah
0: and why well, they they also don't understand sort of biological process because yes, that's not binary yeah. either <laughs> no it's not i mean what do we renew every 90 days
1: basically our cells probably, um, I don't know, I, th- I think there's some part that's every seven years, is it bones? I should know this.
0: <laughs>
1: but yeah, we renew, we renew all the time. That's why um, we have to,
0: like our body, if we pay attention, once we get to know it, we have to relearn it, like every certain period of time. And you're like, damn it, I just learned that it. It's like changing your phone, having to read the manual again, except we yeah. don't come with manual.
1: No. (laughs) No. Yeah, and perception of sound changes over time. Mm -hmm. I found lately I can hear a lot more bass frequencies than I used to. But I still hear the screech from any time anyone has a CRT monitor. Wait, what's the here? It's the the tube type, the the vacuum cathode ray tube. Oh, okay. It's the like televisions used to be in the twentieth century. Okay. Of course nowadays not used to it. It's like, oh, this deafening sound. <laughs> but so yeah, it changed I can think of a song that I heard when I was about six or seven. A teacher was singing it. Mm-hmm. And if I remember how it sounded then it was this really slow, low pitch da 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 da, da. and then if I sing it how I know it, it's higher da 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 <laughs> So that changes. Right.
0: Yeah. And our memory always
1: changes.
0: Every time it's it's a
1: little bit distorted. When you remember something, you're remembering the last time you remembered it.
0: Yeah. We remember a copy. Mm.
1: Yeah. So we're like
0: ourselves, right? We're just copying a copy.
1: Copy of a copy of a, <laughs> a copy. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Oh, anyway, <laughs> if you don't have any more questions, oh, for oh me, no, I do.
1: Where you have that, you feel that hate. I noticed your choice of words. That it's like life or death for him to keep secrets. That you you used a really strong word there. Oh, that thank has you. A, a forceful connotation, I think. And so, oh no, I cover it up because I don't. I have a thing about that one. And it made me think: What secrets would those be? Would they be like technical? things or but then I thought that could be emotion because it can be feel like life or death that men are taught to hide their emotions
0: yeah I think it's not one particular thing I mean it's plural and Mm -hmm. it's just that the stereotype of women being this unknown or cannot be known it continues the first stanza Mm -hmm. talking about we're such a mystery but maybe we're not the mystery so much okay and, yeah. And, yeah and that makes or sense. that we're not necessarily mysteries or that mm-hmm. we can be known just as they can be known if we make the effort or they made the effort right if they, they don't just make, have to listen yeah like <laughs> you said yeah uh-huh. exactly there's a lot of parallels between what our two poems talk about yeah
1: yeah yeah and you have two about reflecting and refracting both Mm It's in here. Yeah, yeah. Later on. Into the end, like two lines. There we go. Bouncing, refracting. Okay. Yeah. And so when I thought about that and I thought that's a really beautiful visual of individual people whose sunbeams are interacting with each other's Mm -hmm. diamond cores, not only bouncing, but also refracting. So I was wondering if that's two different aspects of the same thing or if that's two different things, but also I thought coming into reading your poem, I assumed that it was like mine, in that it's this can apply to between strangers, it can apply to friendship, it can apply to co workers. Mm-hmm. But then, as I was getting to the end of your poem, I thought some of this could also apply to like romantic mm-hmm. interactions. Mm-hmm. Is there that in your poem? Yeah, it's oh. not specifically that. I, okay.
0: I wrote it in reaction to somebody else's poem, which was a poem about what men are. And I felt like he was shortchanging men. <laughs> Or himself, even because he was very like, This is what men are. And I'm like, I think you're a lot more.
1: Please don't reduce your complexity. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Women do the same thing sometimes. Finding
1: out each other's facets. Yeah. Sanding away edges.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. So
0: even though this is a poem that's more about intergender dynamics.
1: Mm -hmm. i also it still applies yeah
0: yeah we don't have to obviously i anchored it in the beginning with old brother please Mm -hmm. but if you don't read that part or if you kind of forget that part you can apply that to intra-gender
1: dynamics as well that's true well and the line you claim women are a mystery yeah yeah Yeah. well that's really cool
0: thank you reading your poem made me think of it i was like hey i feel like we have some similarity. Yes. So I was like, hey, I think I'm
1: gonna be similar better. experiences, I'm sure. Yeah, 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 definitely. Well, no, I know that because you mentioned things that I've said, Yep, that's yep, yep. Relatable, <laughs> relatable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: I think we don't realize that enough. Mm-hmm. So we're like oh, she looks so different from me or he looks so different from me especially when you're talking about intergender dynamics Mm -hmm. it's like oh my god look at how different and and
1: same with racial prejudice it's like oh my
0: god they look so different they must be so
1: different I read somewhere that there's I'm so embarrassed, but I read that there's a biological tendency to do that. And yeah. to be honest, I believe it. I'm just going to own up to that. <laughs> and um, so I do my best to overcome it. Actually, when I was doing the ending to my song with the blanks, singing along, I thought someone of a different ethnicity than me should sing along to this and add their own words.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, we all have our different experiences. And also we yeah. all have very similar experiences. Is because we might come from a very different ethnic background. doesn't mean mm-hmm. we don't all feel... I mean, that's why we, we have two poems that talk about similar concepts. Mm-hmm. In closing, I wanted to find out where people can follow you, yes. where
1: you'll be performing. I don't currently have any shows planned. I really enjoy playing out. I don't do it enough. I find work and socialization take a lot of my energy and there. It's worth that's it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I have friends in New Mexico, I have friends in Flagstaff, Cottonwood, Oakland and it's worth it to I like to get out of the desert. Right, right. As far as following me, I'm on Facebook, Ravenhair Music. Okay. I'm on Bandcamp, ravenhair.bandcamp.com. Okay. And then now that I've I've submitted my album through distribution service. You can also find me on, and I don't remember all of the services, but... Okay, you can send me the links. You can find me on Google, iTunes, Tidal, Spotify, and and plenty more. Cool. It was a pleasure. I really appreciate it. Thank Thank you you for having
0: me on your show. Thank you. For your reference, the Soviet cosmonaut Svetlana Saviskaya was the first woman to do a spacewalk which took place on July 25th, 1984. On October 11th in the same year, Katherine D. Sullivan became the first American woman to perform one. In addition, while some of our cells renew on a daily basis, other parts of our bodies stay with us from the very beginning until the very end, such as the central core of the lens of our eyes. You can find out more information about these topics that we touched on via the links I included in the episode notes. As always, you can follow us at poetsandmuses.com and via social media on Instagram, Twitter, and SoundCloud under Poets and Muses. You can also subscribe to our weekly newsletter either at poetsandmuses.com or at the upper right-hand side of the Poets and Muses SoundCloud page. I'm your host, Imogen A-Rate. Thank you very much for listening. I hope you have a wonderful week, and I look forward to bringing you another episode next Sunday.